everybody. Welcome to the Francast. This is just a show where we recap everyone's favorite TV show from the 90s, The Nanny. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Colleen's here. Hi. Yes, Larry's not here this week, but uh, we're real excited. We're actually just going to cover two episodes on this week's show because I, as I was watching, I realized that there was a, a little trilogy of episodes that were all connected. So for episodes uh, six, seven, and eight, we'll cover those together. And today we're talking about season six, episode four and five. And it's going to be fun. Uh, but before we do that, I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about the show coming on HBO Max. And uh, there have been a number of articles that I've seen talking about the show. There was one in Bustle titled Six Things I Noticed Rewatching the Nanny Pilot in 2021. Uh, so this is by Amanda Whitting. And I did contact her to see if she would be interested in coming on the show. We'll see. So I thought it would be fun to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, so have you, have you been able to watch any of the on HBO Max at all? Do you have HBO Max? Yes. I've actually, yeah. that's where I've been watching them. I've actually just been watching them on HBO Max mm-hmm. because it's just literally I'm too lazy to bend down and hunt for my <laughs> DVD. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> and I'd rather well, like I have um a Google Chromecast so I can just cast uh-huh. it from my phone to my TV. There you go. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's been pretty good, uh, except for the the wonky order uh of right. the of episodes, which is strange. Uh but uh, it's been fun to have on HBO Max. And she brings up an interesting point. So the 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 era it was the era of the sitcoms about beloved household help like who's the boss mr belvedere charles and, Char- and charles in charge it never occurred to me that there was like a trend oh you're uh, right and that was this might have been the last of that era i feel well i don't remember mm-hmm. when charles in charge was on but i know who's the boss and mr belvedere were in the 80s but yeah that's a good point was who's the boss in the 80s i was thinking that was the 90s why did i think it was the 80s let me look let me see. 1984 oh. to nine. Well, eight seasons. So that would have been 92. So, yes, right. we're both right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we're both right. Because I must have just watched on TV land mm. uh, in reruns. But because I remember watching that show. That's interesting. I didn't realize that it was that big of a difference between, between them. But anyway, that was interesting. She says. Here that her first thing that she noticed is that the theme the theme song is perfect. Says so it summarizes the show's entire plot in forty seconds, which means you can start watching from almost any early episode and feel caught up. I never thought about that aspect of the song, of the theme song, the fact that it kind of summarizes the whole premise. Yeah. I mean, me neither. You hear it so many times and you just kind of take it for granted or you just kind of mm-hmm. hear the music, but you don't really pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah. And it is. A, it does. It does definitely summarize everything quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good uh, theme song. Mm-hmm. We oh, know yeah. that. Awesome. And I love the animated intro, of course. Yes. Uh, so then next, she says, almost every joke works. Says there's mentally something dated about the fact that the youngest Sheffield's kids kids in therapy is a punchline every time it comes up. Fran muses that Grace 
has multiple personalities and her brother calls her Sybil, which is an impressive, if insensitive cultural reference for a tween. Uh, For what it's worth, they're not so much making fun of Grace's mental health as they are the seriousness with which the young child takes herself. The fact that she goes to therapy at all is seen as excess of privilege. Uh, So it's kind of a weird explanation she gives there because she says almost every joke works, but I guess the one she doesn't like is the, uh, the one with Gracie. But I do think especially the pilot is extremely strong. Yes. It is very funny. When I saw that, I wasn't thinking of one episode. I was thinking of the whole series. I'm like, not every joke works. But (laughs) in the first episode, yeah, it's pretty spot on. Like, I would say um, two thirds. You think that's too high? jokes work i would no i think that's fair i feel like the one third are just really so dated that you just can't make them work even thinking about the difference in time Mm -hmm. i feel like for me that's what it is the the ones that aren't so successful because there's particularly the ones where she gets in maybe into politics a little bit more we'll Mm -hmm. talk about a couple of those Mm -hmm. (laughs) today uh but yeah i mean it's uh some of the other uh like the her thinking she's black that episode is really bad yes and outdated (laughs) um that was bizarre but overall i think it does have a pretty good track record of really making you laugh Mm -hmm. where a lot of other sitcoms can be enjoyable and sweet and fun but they don't really make you laugh, laugh. Right. And it's like a lot of nonstop gags throughout. I mm-hmm. mean, and yeah. I find myself laughing out loud, which I don't always do in an episode of a most series. Or maybe if you do it, you do it one time. Yeah. And the physical comedy, she's so good at right. that. Mm-hmm. And making you laugh at her antics. And, she, and that's something we definitely lost in a lot of... Uh, of uh sitcoms and comedies uh that we have today that there always has to be this message and there always has to be something thoughtful and as opposed to just making you laugh and there's messages in this too but uh the the emphasis is on the romance and on the comedy which is probably why i love it so much right (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, and then she has the Trumps are always relevant. Just one month after Donald Trump had a daughter, Tiffany, with Marla Maples, his ex-wife, Ivana's name, is invoked as an off-screen guest at a fundraising party for Mr. Sheffield's new Broadway production. That's in the pilot when she talks about Avon, when she talks to Ivana leaving. And so there are quite a few trump jokes in the nanny you don't realize it until you're watching it like we are like oh <laughs> right uh, and you know, this- you know if i mean who knew no one would have you <laughs> no could, one could have ever not known a that single person on the planet who was living then and is living now would have ever thought yeah he would have been president of the united states so right. it is just shocking i still it get is, shocked it, i'm still shocked about it and it's over. yeah it's it's really interesting uh yeah we would never who no one would have ever guessed this was a decade before he started the apprentice so that's crazy uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so then we have laugh tracks aren't actually awful 
the laugh and applause tracks for sure stick out as my ears have grown accustomed to slicker production but i didn't hate it it felt friendly here's the thing that she doesn't realize is that it's not actually a laugh track Mm -hmm. they had uh, or an audience track they had an audience right wasn't it filmed in front of a live studio audience Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there and the early seasons were filled filmed in front of a authentic studio audience but after she had her traumatic experience, uh, then they, uh, as a safety precaution, they actually, uh, it actually casted audience members. I found this article where it says, oh. yeah, it says that, uh, it says the nature of the nanny meant the show was filmed in part in front of a studio audience rather than move the show to a soundstage and insert canned laughter an impossibility given it was mid-season at the time the network and dresser decided to cast extras in the studio audience they they tasked lisette st Clair of central casting hollywood's oldest most established casting agency with finding and screening 30 to 40 actors for the unusual role they decided instead of having the audience come in just have people from central casting that they know that they knew so I thought that was interesting. Oh, interesting. Have you ever been to a studio? You ever been part of a studio audience? I never have. No. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. They're all different. I've been to see. I've never been to a sitcom. I've been to watch um, a couple of tapings of. I've been to set to watch General Hospital being filmed, but I've also been to Jimmy Kimmel Live and The Voice. And there's a lot of choreographed mm. stuff, but there is a time where you can be natural and, and they, you know, they tell you when to laugh, when to clap, when to up, up the clapping, when the, but it's different when it's like a, like a Jimmy Kimmel talk show versus a, a real actual scripted show. Right. I mean, that is scripted to some degree, but it's an yeah. interesting experience. <clears throat> yeah. I think that would be interesting. I, yeah, I've never, I've never, I mean, I've, to, I've been to a lot of live theater, but that would be the closest I've, uh, and where things were being filmed and things like that. But that'd be the closest that I would have ever done. But yeah, so this technically was not a laugh track. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so then she says, everyone should have breakfast in Fran Fine's robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's almost a redundant to talk about Fran's style, but I'd be remiss not to point out her bathrobe specifically with its pastel floor flower print. It looks exactly like something that went missing from Delia's stockroom in 1993, only to appear for sale at Urban Outfitters <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> and you can still get the the robes; they they still have them at Candy Group uh, online. You can get them for like 250 bucks. They're expensive uh so yeah and the last one she has is that maggie is making out with james marsden so in the pilot james marsden this was his first role he ever got was playing uh eddie the caterer Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's pretty cool though yeah yeah and then he was on uh, for a second episode when he was trying to get uh fran to when uh, trying to get Fran to give the his um his resume to uh to Mr. Sheffield and they thought that he wanted to date her. It was very weird. 
I'm but, telling you, like older, even older sitcoms. I, I know I've mentioned to you, um, like some of the stars you see that people became huge or or really big character actors that got their starts on a lot of shows. Like I think I told you one time I was watching Maud and I saw Conchata Farrell from um, Two and a Half Men. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, I know her. Recognize her. It was her first role, I believe. Oh, which was really cool. Uh, so, yeah, I know it is funny when you see when you see people uh, that went on either to have big movie careers or to have uh, like someone like when you watch uh, George Clooney and like Roseanne or, you know, someone like that. The Golden Girls. Remember? Oh yeah. And the yeah, facts yeah. of life. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was kind of fun. I enjoyed that little article. Uh, so you'll have to let us know what you've enjoyed while you're watching on HBO max and hope you can go back and listen to our episodes uh, covering the, uh, the past seasons and, and have fun with that. But today we are talking about two of the episodes from season six and it's episodes four and five. And the first one is Sarah's parents. And this episode uh, is basically about uh, Fran. It gets really nervous because uh, Sarah's Sarah Maxwell's first wife's parents are coming to visit. And uh, she wants them to accept her. And also she's about to adopt the kids and they get really upset about that. They don't think that she's fit. And uh, so it's how about how she's going to win them over. And what did you think overall of this episode? Um, I thought it was okay. I, I did like it better than last week. Um, I feel like the parents were well cast and they were kind of stuffy. Like they had the stuff going, <laughs> like, you know, kind of mm -hmm. stuffy and real conservative and all that. And, but not in like necessarily a good way. Um, but I feel like adopting someone else's, well, one is adult and one is, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. And maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Maybe by the time we're done talking about it, I'll think about what I'm trying to say, but I feel okay. I, have a, I have a little bit of an issue with that, but oh, okay. I can't quite figure out what it is yet. Mm. Well, this episode is, it does have some good stuff in it, but I feel like the whole premise of it doesn't make sense. There's no way that they wouldn't have already been familiar with Fran true and who she is and what's going on and I mean unless they had just been completely uninvolved at all mm -hmm. with their grandkids all of these years and six years of her being raising and they're like we don't think you think you're an unfit mother what she's been raising them this whole time that doesn't make any sense. Maybe so that's where that, my head is. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Not so much uh, the actual adoption. The fact that like it seems so surprising. Maybe. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And so that takes this down quite a bit for me. Even though there are some funny jokes within it. Mm -hmm. But there's just no way that they wouldn't have known who Fran is. And that she's the one raising their grandchildren. True. And maybe, I yeah, mean, I feel like the, 
just you saying that makes me kind of realize that's probably where my head is when I say that yeah. I don't quite get it. Like, well, and also, like, they're for all intents and purposes are they're raised. Like, yes, Gracie is is uh, in middle school, but uh, you know, for mm-hmm. as, their character and like who they're going to be as humans is basically done, right? You know, so the Set. idea of putting up a stink now is just it's ridiculous, right? So it starts out with a pretty funny gag, though, with Fran finding Yetta waiting for her husband to pick her up. And she's like, he died in 1978. <laughs> 73. I was like, because that's the year I was born. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and then she tells him that Niles is her husband. That was, Yetta, funny. That, was that was very good i like that this one does have a 7.8 on imdb so pretty high yeah pretty high and uh and then this whole gag i didn't think really worked very well where fran is incapable of like making any food and she just destroys the kitchen so she gets it to take out and now says oh well i get these uh i get the takeout from the ihop and i mean we've seen him cook so many times that this is not this is not doesn't really work no because i could see a special occasion maybe ordering something different but not pancakes and normal food no he cooks yeah i mean anybody can make pancakes right you it's like stuff that's harder stuff like baking and you know that that's trickier making a cake that's a little bit harder Mm -hmm. but i mean pancakes they're pretty foolproof i agree yeah. you add water and to the batter i mean granted that pineapple smile it was, seems to have really been impressive but still <laughs> we we know he's cooked we've seen him cook on many episodes right so and it, like nice all the fancy meals with like these big people yeah. they have to impress right that have been for dinner right yeah exactly so it doesn't make any sense uh and uh then uh she she kind of flashes the parents that was a little weird um with she are we supposed to believe that all these times we've seen her in a robe that she's not had a nightgown on that seems crazy that's kind of gross to me like it'd be one thing if you live if you were just with your husband you know but not with three kids a butler yeah cc sylvia yetta all these people around why would you even yeah you just don't you need to have a a a nightgown on it's it's ridiculous and but they're trying to start it off all awkward or whatever and uh so that's how they how they chose to do it Uh, then they're eating dinner i'm eating breakfast and she says uh can I call you Bert and Ernie? Because <laughs> they're what is it? Uh, Ernest and Roberta, I think is That's their names. Awful! Like I just don't know why she. I don't know. I just I just don't get it. Whatever. I, just... I thought it was kind of funny. I liked that <laughs> joke of calling him Bert and Ernie. <laughs> I don't know. But I guess <laughs> I, it didn't. That I don't know. I thought it was funny. Uh, and they're and they're not about it they didn't like it it was definitely awkward but um then sylvia comes in 
and they say they try to tell uh, them that they're going to that Fran likes to take him to the museums and <laughs> right and says oh we love to go to the Whitney Museum uh-huh. and Fran she has a museum <laughs> oh my god I thought that was, that was really funny silly. you know what right before that when Sylvia comes in and she says my name is Sylvia Ray Fine oh, yeah. that's good up. Like, I feel like a couple of jokes saved this episode for me. Minus, like, the plot. There was some fun. The whole Yetta part and the Sylvia stuff was funny to me. It's so Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, I like (laughs) when uh, she says to Cece, she says those herbal Prozac doesn't have the same (laughs) the same touch as it used to be. That was funny. Uh, And CC is taking them to the symphony. She's trying to win them over. But Fran takes them to karaoke with and that was fun. And I loved the whole scene with them on the bed talking the Fran and the kids. I just thought that that's that was very relatable, I feel like. Yeah, that was uh, cute. Mhm. That was a fun that. moment. And I <laughs> The uh, the what did she say? I'm trying to remember, but there was a funny joke where she says, "I really appreciate your Linda Trip like friendship." <laughs> that was funny. That was yeah. a throwback. Yes. <laughs> and there's also a joke about the Ken Star report, and she oh, says that goodness. a Jewish girl when a Jewish girl would never do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a throwback uh, <laughs> for sure. And they Niles makes coffee and it has cognac. It says acts like an ex- export that it gives you a little buzz. <laughs> so they have their coffee. And then there was this thing with uh, Val where it says you spent a lot of time in high school, the high school principal's office. Uh, was that any reason to blame me for his affair? That was a weird joke. Yeah, that is not like cool what? that's really not good <laughs> yeah then uh sylvia says that she's not so great it's not so great having kids most of my life i wish i didn't that was kind of funny <laughs> that was very funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like something you know what's funny i was <laughs> i'm looking at my notes and it says sophia because i do um i speak i do the microphone and instead oh, of it saying yeah. sylvia says sophia and you know what i realized sophia on the golden girls would have said that <laughs> yeah exact same line mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> <laughs> and as they say this sylvia says this is a very confusing situation and then they smell smells the candy bar and she's like, okay i'm back <laughs> did she did she climb up on a ladder or something and actually take a candy bar from behind the clock was that what she did or was that wasn't there didn't she climb uh, up somewhere and take it i can't remember I there was a candy bar behind something mm. maybe i can't Anyways. remember i oh, actually watched this on monday so it's, yeah i think I, she climbed <laughs> up and there was a candy bar hiding because she said she threw everything out or she got oh, rid of yeah, everything yeah, yeah. so she climbed mm-hmm. up I, I thought it was a clock but maybe not and she took it mm-hmm. down and it was a candy bar oh yeah <laughs> uh so the kids tell fran they want her to fight for them 
because now the uh, the parents are suing and, and trying to stop the adoption. And uh, we get a little scene with Fran and Maxwell where he tells her that she he had her investigated before hiring her, which we know isn't true right. because she started that same day right for in the pilot uh for working for him right then so i mean i guess you could say that he was talking about after but certainly not before hiring right her. they they just want the audience to forget those details <laughs> we don't forget right uh so they tell the parents that fran is actually the one that helps them think of their mother and puts on the home videos and things like that, which we've seen before in episodes. Yeah, that was so. nice. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there was a funny joke at the end. They say they only light one candle on Fran's birthday. It's <laughs> she's it's the Torah. It's very sacred. <laughs> uh, and so this, the fashion started with the blue robe with the snowflakes. We've seen that one before. Mm-hmm. And then a, brown and orange plaid leopard skirt combo thing <laughs> um from gianfranco ferrari is the name you know uh, i, I have one word one. for that hideous yeah <laughs> did not match the leopard mm-hmm. and the plaid and it was just not a good plaid maybe if it was a better plaid i could have lived with it that was not a good mm-hmm. plaid it was not and then the yellow apron like over it was too much yeah it was pretty bad mm-hmm. and it wasn't the most flattering color no. combo that i've seen uh for her so yeah i agree with you on that one and then she had a this black coat with embroidery and then a dress uh with matching dress and i thought this was for sure machino but it wasn't it was vivian tam and i thought this was such an ugly outfit oh i, I wrote this twice that was hideous too yeah and like what was with the sherpa like i know sherpas on coats but mostly sherpa these days is on blankets that's all i can think mm-hmm. of you know the big um yellowish their beigey colored part with the collar and this and the sleeve yeah oh my gosh it was, it was so ugly i hated that embroidery and it was, yeah it was crocheted oh so ugly oh my gosh it looked like something you'd get at like a cheap tourist shop in like switzerland or something like <laughs> that's what it looked like to me i, I don't it. know where you would find it but it is not it, it, i don't know it's like bad. something that von traps would have worn or something i don't know i just didn't <laughs> like it it was bad but i did really love the outfit that she wore for karaoke it mm-hmm. was this like sparkly black pants and shirt combo cute. thing it was very sparkly and fun and i really liked that i thought that mm-hmm. was really cool and then she has this blue uh splotchy uh long jacket uh, floral jacket and skirt mm-hmm. and that is Moschino it's alright it wasn't the worst it was, all right. it was okay yeah and then white robe with colored flowers mm-hmm. later on and then she has a red suit with a half pattern on it and a weird sheer black turtleneck that, that was the part that bothered me like <laughs> I didn't get it I, I would 
I would be, it would be interesting to see what the rest of that looked like. Was it really sheer the whole thing? And like, would you just wear, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. If you're going to the club or something. I mean, it was weird. I think it was weird. I agree. Uh, it, it, I think you would probably just have to keep the jacket on. I don't know. It was hard to tell what was underneath exactly, but it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last thing is a gold dress with red flowers and boots. Uh, so that is the fashion. Overall, what would you give this episode? Um, I'm going to go with a seven. I guess that's like, fair. I'm actually going to give it a six just because I think it's very lazy. The writing. I mean, like I said, the idea that these parents wouldn't know Fran and wouldn't be aware. And also the the thing with Niles and the cooking. I don't know. So it just felt very lazy to me. Uh, So I mean, Sylvia and Yetta saved it for me. They they brought it up a little bit. They were funny. They're funny. Like I said, even a bad episode of the nanny is still an episode of the nanny right (laughs) Uh, unless it's the chatterbox right exactly (laughs) all right so this episode five that we have maggie's boyfriend and so this is fran couldn't be happier with maggie's rich handsome jewish model boyfriend but when they decide to move in together maxwell wants fran to put her foot down so overall, what did you think about this episode? I like this one. I think it's a pretty good one. Um, I feel like, what? how old is she? 20? 20, yeah. That's a little young to be moving in with a guy, in my opinion. Um, and, but overall, I, I, did, I think this one's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one's okay. It's fun to see Fran and Maxwell working together. Mm-hmm on it on trying to get this uh have this stopped and there's there are some pretty funny funny jokes uh the uh, that uh, you have grace going to halloween as fran that was kind of funny mm-hmm. that was cute. i like that and she says how maxwell says how can you let her go this way and then he starts talking and it just keeps getting worse and worse and she says i'm listening to my husband charm his fat old spooky wife (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he says we have to be of one mind about this and she says we are of one mind tonight we have a headache (laughs) (laughs) that was good Uh uh-huh and yeah i mean mr sheffield is very traditional very conservative yeah uh, and uh doesn't want uh i mean it, the, then you have the whole thing with her him talking about how we waited five years and she's like uh that's a bit of a sore spot yeah i'm not saying you should wait or need to wait five years but i just think i'm not really that conservative when it comes to most things but i do mm-hmm. feel like if I twenty year old, if my twenty year old daughter wanted to live with her boyfriend and they'd only been dating five weeks, I feel like that's a little soon, and you really need to um, yeah. think this through before you're ready for that step. Now, I've yeah, I have family members that live together. I mean, you know, engaged couples, no big deal, but they've been together for years. That's different, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would certainly be concerned. 
mm-hmm. but you know you'd have to talk about it and I mean like I said they're old enough to be making their own choices so right. what can you really do as parents so you just support True, but it's as just much as you can like, yeah you, I would try to discourage it I guess is all I'm saying yeah yeah probably me too so Maggie's boyfriend is coming over and she tells Maggie go wear something much more tasteful longish and tur- turtleneckish <laughs> Which is accurate to France clothes. <laughs> and we find out that Maggie's boyfriend is a one is an underwear model. And he was getting my liberal arts degree and someone offered me uh, 40k for a day's work, worked five days. <laughs> it's making 80k 800k a year. Oh and that's God. too much for Niles. Uh, so when was I'm try, I was trying to remember I didn't look it up when the time of the underwear modeling I mean I know it's always been happening but when like remember Mark Wahlberg oh when yeah he was an underwear model for Calvin Klein was that early I think that was earlier but I feel like they got the inspiration from something like that to make him an see. underwear model 1992 oh they must have been inspired by that I know it's later yeah but- that had to probably been, yeah that makes sense <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> yeah and evidently it was the the billboards right above mr sheffield's theater that he's doing so he sees the ad all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. we also i did think there were some funny gags about uh michael's father is a plastic surgeon and yes. he, everybody goes by pseudonyms and things and it turns out that uh that cc knows <laughs> recognizes him what does she call her miss Beauvoir or something Ms. something like yeah <laughs> which is would, would have been of one of uh uh of one of jackie kennedy's names was right Beauvoir, Bovi- or maiden Bo- name. i don't know how you say it anyways oh mm-hmm. yeah that's funny that was funny yeah, I thought that was really funny. And Michael recognizes her and he's like uh, Miss Bouvier and uh, hello Michael. That was that was funny. Uh, that was and funny. they find it he tells her his last name, I forget what it was, but it was a, a Jewish sounding last name and in France. Oh, he's Jewish. <laughs> and he owns an apartment. <laughs> Did you hear that that line that <laughs> maxwell said do you have anything to fall back in when your rear end is no longer supporting you yeah i thought that was so funny (laughs) that was good (laughs) and he tells fran you have to stop acting like a sister and act more like a mother and you can't be a friend if the children like us we aren't doing our jobs And uh, he says, I used to be hip-witted, mod kind of father. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we find out that they're moving in together. And the, the that was in their eyes, their idea of like making a commitment or not to, you know, not being uh, about being smart like this. And, and so they took what Fran had said and kind of, took it out of context and so she's terrified she says uh, i want to approach each time like it might be my last <laughs> uh, and then cc gets her <laughs> right. face messed up from the botox that was funny 
<laughs> yes. And I also laughed when when Sylvia is doing that chia pet. <laughs> yes, that was so funny. <laughs> that was a throwback. I'm yes. sure they still sell those, but they're still popular. Yeah, I remember seeing them, uh, the ads and stuff. And I thought it was hilarious when Sylvia takes all the candy from those kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she tells Fran, you're spending too much time with your husband. I've spent six months with Morty over all the years of our marriage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Yetta says, I'd have to go out and move into a home. <laughs> You already live in a home for 10 years. <laughs> and when Yetta told her, Sylvia used to collect Halloween candy for the underprivileged kids. And that reaction to her is like, yeah. <laughs> like, sure, that's what she did. <laughs> and she says that, Sylvia says, are you ready to unleash the power of guilt? <laughs> yeah, so she tries. She talks to Maggie and uh, and Maggie says, Jewish guilt doesn't work on a shit guy. <laughs> yes. And so then then Maxwell comes in and they have this big fight. And it turns out it, they, uh, they have this big fight. And Maggie says, oh, well, I, I can't have my parents break up over this. So I can't move in with you. And it turns out it was just a staged fight. And so they that was cute to see that them working together. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they were pretty convincing, actually, I thought. Mm-hmm. I know. They were good. And then at the end, Sylvia is taking Grace's Halloween candy. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. So the fashion in this one is starts out with a yellow dress with purple uh, borders, purple accents, and a red turtleneck top, an orange beret. And this is Christian Dior. Hideous! You hated it, huh? Number three. Uh Uh-huh. That's Christian Dior? Wow. I actually thought it was kind of fun. I I did. I I, I really did. I thought it was kind of fun. I I love Fran in bright colors. I think she looks great in bright colors. And I don't know. I thought it was kind of cute. I I didn't I didn't hate it actually. <laughs> I think what the took me over the top is kind of weird. That's what it was. The top part where under the over the bus line that was uh-huh. like it made it look like lingerie-ish to me. That's the part that bothered mm. me the most about it. Although I didn't love any of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it. I thought it was cute. I liked it, but I can see it was definitely a bold look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she has a red and pink kind of metallic jacket mm-hmm. with a black collar and black skirt. And that was Alberto Macaulay. That was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then a gray dress with a gray jacket with black leaves all over it and a matching hat. Mm-hmm. And this is Emmanuel Ungaro was the name. It was all right. And it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. And then last, she wears this green suit with a black lining and a matching hat. And I actually thought that was really cute. Yeah. I liked it. That was very Jackie O-ish, I felt. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of look. I can see look. that. Yeah. It definitely had like a little bit of a retro feel mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. So what would you give this one uh, for rating? It's a little funnier than the last one overall and the plot was a little bit better so i'm gonna go 7.5 yeah i'm gonna give this one a seven 
So there we go. Let us know what you would give these two episodes. And if you get a chance, we'll have a link to the article. Uh, if you want to take a look at that and let us know what you think. And you can find us at Frankcast 14. Where can people find you? I am at um, on Instagram and Twitter at Lele, L-E-L-E, 44094. And you can reach our Frankcast Instagram at Frankcast1993. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews, especially now with HBO Max. It would really help us a lot. And if you uh, could check out our uh, patron group, we have a lot of fun in there. And we also have our merch store, which has some Frankcast inspired merch. So please check that out. And uh, thanks so much. And check out Hallmark's podcast. We have a lot of fun over there. And we would be grateful for you to take a look. So thanks to everybody. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.